Tuesday, October 31st, and welcome to the Damon Bruce Show. It's great to have you here. An awful lot to get into. I've got a lunch downtown, so we're going to have to have a quick one here today, but I think it's going to be a good one because we got a lot to get into. Are you ready? Are you feeling it? I hope so. The 49ers have until 1 o'clock West Coast time. That's it. 1 o'clock West Coast time to do something. To do something, right? The deadline is tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. It's officially happening. So it's time. It's time to do something. You can't A.J. Pollock this deadline and essentially do nothing. With all due respect to Randy Gregory, it's officially time to do something. So it feels like adding another edge rusher feels like an overspend. I know that uh, Montez Sweat is now off the board. The Chicago Bears brought him in. And all I'm going to tell you is you probably shouldn't do things that the Chicago Bears are doing. I don't know if edge rushers mean quite what they used to to this league with the day that that everything is, uh, you know, pretty much to, to getting the ball out fast enough so your edge rusher doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. Three corners. I want to see one of these three names by 1 o'clock. Chicago's Jalen Johnson, who, by the way, is officially invited to go seek a trade by the Bears. Again, that's so Bears. We're going to add an edge rusher as they go down in value and get rid of a young corner. That is just the most Chicago Bears thing ever. Denver's K1 Williams. How about a little reunited with K1 Williams? That could happen. Uh, Dante Jackson of Carolina is a player that... Again, no one's a fan of Steve Wilkes right now, but he's got some familiarity with what Steve Wilkes wants to do. What Steve Wilkes wants to do has become quite a subject around here lately. So, man, we got uh, we got some stuff to get into to get into today. Um, meanwhile, you know, if it is going to be edge rusher, it feels like it needs to be so specifically significant, a specifically significant edge rusher that it's going to be a big cost. I'm talking Max Crosby. I'm talking Brian Burns. And I don't think either one of those guys is probably going to get moved today. Oh, first jingle jangle. This is from San Bruno Mike saying, Damon, are your legs regular or extra crispy? I have no idea what you're talking about. What are you, what are you, what are you talking about? Anyways, thank you very much for the jingle jangle. I do appreciate it. Okay, so... Um, Aaron Banks is out a few weeks, which is a very, you know, just vague way to talk about it. Where I'm from, uh, a couple means two, a few means at least three. So you're telling me that Aaron Banks is going to miss the Jaguars game and the Buccaneers game? That's not great. That's not great because you're going to want to win both of those. You really are. Um Dre Greenlaw, day-to-day -day with a bad shoulder. If I were Kyle Shanahan, I'd be like, I don't even want to see you at the facility all week. Just go home and rest up. That's all I want to see out of you. Trent Williams is expected to return uh, before the Jacksonville game kicks off. So there is, there's your good news. So let's see what the 49ers do at the deadline. And by the way, the thing that I miss most about having a producer is if there's any breaking news during the show, you got to let me know about it. Like, I can't keep my eye on breaking news and host a show. So if something does happen before I got to get the cluck out of here, uh, you let me know about it, okay? So, you know, an awful lot of talk about Brock Purdy. 
just too much talk about Brock Purdy. The fact that there's this much talk about Brock Purdy means that people haven't even really identified who he is or what the problem is. I thought that Dieter Kurtenbaugh, the San Jose Mercury News, wrote a really good column about just the position that the 49ers, through their own play, has put Brock Purdy in. Um, Dieter and the Merc wrote, uh, first of all, he's not supposed to, you know, he, he's not supposed to be the I find the path to victory level quarterback. He, that, that's not the role he's been asked to play this year. He's been asked to guide the reins, not really steer the car. Um, these are Dieter's words. These 49ers were built to be a team that runs the ball, that has a catch-and-run passing game, and plays elite defense. That's the kind of squad Brock Purdy, the NFL's cheapest starting quarterback, was meant to helm. But now the 49ers can't run the ball, they can't defend either, and without Debo Samuel, their passing game has lost its yards after catch prowess, and the middle of the field isn't as open as it used to be. It's not a burden he's ready to carry. It's not a burden that he's supposed to carry. Purdy was, as head coach Kyle Shanahan said, one of the reasons why we were in the game on Sunday. Purdy's good was downright great. He makes the kind of big throws that no 49ers quarterback under Shanahan has even attempted, much less completed. Deep outs to the sideline, linebacker buzzers, improvisational flips, like he's getting an awful lot done. But amid the good, obviously the 49ers quarterback has peppered in some bad too. Now the bad is all people really want to focus on. The bad is all people really want to talk about. And that to me is, is just ridiculous and it's missing the boat. So this is no longer Dieter now. This is me talking. You know, the 49ers are asking Purdy over the last three weeks essentially to be perfect and engineer game-winning drives like either on the road or against an AFC contender. That's a big ask, especially with Debo and Trent Williams out, as Dieter said. And it's a big ask for really someone who's played just one season of football. Brock Purdy's only started 17 regular season games. But what about the playoff? Well, he's won two playoff games, but no one wants to talk about that because that would be a compliment. Nobody's in the complimenting Brock Purdy business these days. And I understand why people are mad, you know, that last taste in your mouth. If you go to a restaurant and, you know, even though the, the salad and the appetizer and the entree were okay, if they come out and deliver just a flop of a dessert, you're going to walk away feeling differently about your meal, no matter how well everything else went. Really, what fans want, what his harshest critics are asking him to be, is on that list of quarterbacks who can go out and win games all by himself and really... That list of quarterbacks is a one-man list. It's Patrick Mahomes. And guess what? Patrick Mahomes just lost last weekend. So there is no perfect quarterback out there. There isn't. Mm. Mm -hmm. That is a perfect sip of the day, though. That was good. Fans that are demanding perfection shouldn't even be handed the menu because they don't even know what restaurant they're sitting in much less what they what, you know, might want to order for the table. There's a lot of disingenuous overreaction to a player that they decided that they didn't like through all sorts of data points of, hey, this guy's pretty good. And you're seeing it carry out, not just locally, but nationally. Brock Purdy is the new thread to pull on for everyone this week, and everyone is pulling on it and yanking on it. And it's... You know, it, it, it's it's part of being a, 
a big boy professional athlete, isn't it? So, welcome to the spotlight Brock Purdy. I think you've handled it pretty well. Cut down on those interceptions. Engineer one or two game-winning drives. Please just take your critics and just dismiss them. He's a really good young quarterback. Considering the price point, it's outstanding, right? Um, And even though the 49ers offense has been stuck on 17 the last three weeks, this defense is losing these games. I saw this from Nick Wagner. Through the first five games of the season, the 49ers defense allowed just 10 plays of 20-plus yards, the fewest in the NFL in that span. These past three weeks, they've allowed 15 plays of 20 or more yards, the second most in the NFL. You know, the 49ers did not have a bend-don't-break defense. They had a stand-you-up-hit-you-in-your-mouth-bully-you defense that has not been... It'll, it'll go a full month since this is a bye week. We will go a full month without that 49ers defense rearing its head. So it's officially time for this team to do something before this deadline expires to get them a little bit better because they need to be a whole lot better the whole way around. Again, Steve Wilkes, easy punching bag. No one likes the new kid, right? Players got to play better, straight up across the board. And if you need better players to play better, go get them. And if you got to mortgage the future a little bit, if you want to say, well, we're not a player away, what do you mean you're not a player away from winning a championship? Five weeks ago, you were going to go undefeated and be Super Bowl champions, from what I heard. So don't give me any of this, well, we're not a player away bullshit. Go get more talent. Go back to winning football games. It's probably easier said than done, but that's my official recommendation. Uh, My official recommendation for you is that it's time to go have a delicious lunch. And if you want one of those, you need to get yourself to Ike. Oh, my man, my man Ike's cardboard is a little off-center. need to move it a little bit more this way. Come on over, buddy. Because you're the, the superimposed face should be covering up the Ike's face just a little. That's how I know it's in the right frame. So there we go. Maybe the kids were playing with it. Ike sandwiches are delicious. I really love the Jamie Sirewich. Um, it's, it's fried chicken... Uh, it's, it's that yellow barbecue sauce that Ike's has, uh, today I'm just feeling kind of like on a chicken sandwich type of mood. I I think I might get a Jamie Sirewich a little bit later on. If not today, tomorrow. Today, again, I got a busy day. I got to go downtown. I got a little bit of a lunch meeting. Tomorrow is going to be a Jamie Sirewich day for me. I can just, I can feel it. I can feel it in the air. I can feel it in the air. Um, it is a delicious sandwich. All of Ike's sandwiches are delicious. Find out for yourself, use the Ike's Reward app, start earning your way to free sandwiches. If you would like some free money for just wagering on sports, the man who is going to give you the best advice on that is my man Stefan. Stefan of Bottom Line Bets, use promo code BRUCE, and what do you know? You're going to get a free day of handicapping from a man who had an 8-0 weekend. He has been on fire. Go ahead and find out for yourself. You get one free day of handicapping. This won't be extended to you much longer. Promo code Bruce. Bottom line bets. Do you like money? If the answer is yes, go ahead and check out the service that Stefan is providing. It's exemplary. The man is feeling it as Vegas's most dangerous handicapper. One could even say he's not chicken.
I'm not wearing a Jax t-shirt today, but when I do wear a Jax t-shirt, I want to tell you that you can go to jaxsf.com. You can get all of your holiday shopping there. If you are a fan of current or vintage Bay Area sports, it is the coolest t-shirt shop. They're brick and mortars on Chestnut Street in the marina. JaxSF.com, two S's, J-A-C-K-S-S-F.com. Use promo code DamonBruce10 for 10% off your order. How about that? Does that sound good to you? Does that sound like a deal that you might want? I hope so. So, ready to talk a little basketball? I'm ready to talk a little basketball, and I certainly hope you are too. Because it has officially taken three games for Chris Paul to win me over. I mean, I'm going to just give everyone a mulligan on that first night. The entire team shot poorly. Uh, The last three games, Chris Paul has been exemplary. He's been fantastic. When Curry sits, nothing falls apart. When Curry sat at any point in time last year, the entire team fell apart. Just was non-functional as a professional basketball team at times. And you can put it all on Jordan Poole. You can put it all on turnovers, whatever. But the absence of Jordan Poole and the absence of all those turnovers is, I mean, the reason why they just had a 3-0 road trip. I would, I think they had six three-game winning streaks tops last year. Certainly none of those came with three wins on, a, on the road, including a back-to-back where you had Clay Thompson and Jonathan Kaminga sitting in New Orleans last night. It did not matter. They won their back-to-back, their third straight in New Orleans. They controlled the entire game in the second half. That third quarter hit, and it was all Warriors after that. Two rookies on the court at the same time. Trace Jackson Davis and Brandon Pajemski. Here, actually, I do have a little bit of a costume for Halloween. Since we're talking some Trace... I need to get the candy stripes on. Whenever we go Trace, we go full candy stripes. Trace Jackson Davis had a rebound taken away from him last night to take away his first career triple-double. It happened after the game was final. I looked at the box score. I'm like, triple-double with four blocks? I refreshed it. Not even five minutes later, they took a rebound away from him. That stinks. But man, Trace Jackson Davis... Indiana, we're all for you. I told you. I want him to get minutes over Dario Saric right now. Trace Jackson Davis had four blocks in an NBA game before Victor Webinyama, for goodness sakes. Before Victor Webinyama, who is seven foot 15 inches. Trace Jackson Davis. He's got timing. He will fundamental you to death. I'm texting with some buddies of mine in Indiana. They're like, how's Trace looking? I'm like, he's just footworking these mother cluckers to death. Trace. Woo! I like it. I hope you liked it too. Brandon Pajemski. Brandon Pajemski has got some squabbles on him. Eight rebounds, five points, two assists. He's plus 15 and 23 minutes off the bench. That is the best any young player has looked under Kerr with, you know, before they've reached five games into their career. Um, these two guys are a rookie class that can get some minutes on this team. Trace, for sure. Brandon Pajemski in the first look. Again, you pull down rebounds like that, you can play. You can play. Speaking of you can play, 
Chris Paul playing next to Gary Payton has brought out the best Gary Payton, the second uh, GP2. I mean, can't we, can we just pretend that there's another Gary Payton and that way it could be CP3 and GP3? Um, he looks better than ever. He's playing really good basketball right now for the Warriors. Anthony Slater says the Warriors are plus 31 in Curry's 65 minutes off the court so far this year. That is an equation changer. An absolute equation changer. This is uh, Crash SF Giants. Oh, what are we laughing at? Is there something going on behind me? Is there something behind me? Curry is on an absolute heater to start the year. He scored 27 on a bad shooting night for the entire team in the opener. The Warriors went 3-0 with him, dropping 41 on the Kings, 24 on the Rockets, and 42 on the Pelicans. And he hasn't played more than 35 minutes in any game. This is a great start for Curry. Therefore, it's a great start for the Warriors. It's a great start for Trace Jackson Davis. It's a great start for Chris Paul. Draymond is now back in the mix. It's a great start. Welcome on back, GP2. This is starting to look good. And the Warriors are getting back to being the best team on TV, the best show on TV again. I love it. I love it. Uh-oh, Crash is worried about that A.J. Pollock trade deadline. I hope it's gold. They need a little gold. What came first, the chicken or the brute? What are we talking about? We'll get into Club Plus in just a little bit. I've got some good news about Joe Lacob, who has finally caught a break for the first time in his unlucky life. Did you see that Chase Center is going to be the host of the 2025 All-Star Game and the weekend's activities and festivities? Good to see Joe Lacob again finally catch a break with that little, tiny, little, you know, mom-and-pop basketball operation that he runs. The only thing I can tell you is that the 2025 All-Star Game feels like a really good time to have San Francisco back up and running and getting that downtown cleaned up a little bit, right? Let's get it done. A little civic pride, baby, coming on back. Coming on back. So, the other bit of NBA news to tell you about is James Harden got his way. That SOB. James Harden has forced his way to the LA Clippers, the two most never won a goddamn thing entities in the NBA are finally together. Clippers can't win anything. James Harden, never won anything, are finally together. It's really the perfect match. They deserve each other. The 76ers sent Harden, P.J. Tucker, and uh, uh, Philippe Petruzzi to the Clippers from Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, K.J. Martin, a 2028 unprotected first rounder, two second round picks, and a 2029 pick swap, and an additional first round pick from the Oklahoma City Thunder. James Harden got the 76ers, what? Is that it's kind of the poo-poo platter? It's not very impressive. Hold on, quick cough. <coughs> Thank you. I can't wait to watch James Harden demand a trade from the Los Angeles Clippers. It's what he does. He's the get me out of here guy. 
the minute anything goes wrong or gets tough, he is get me out of here. I love it. I love it. They're perfect for each other. Uh, did you watch any of the World Series last night? Because if you ask that question to just about anybody you're sitting next to in America, the answer is a decidedly no. Now, I, I got to be honest, if it weren't for Bruce Bochy, I wouldn't be half as interested as I am. But because, you know, I'm like an American-born sports fan, I'm always going to be interested in the World Series. I don't care who is in it. It's the stakes that are compelling. Not necessarily the teams or the markets or the players. It's the stakes that I'm there for. So Rangers and Diamondbacks, look, if I called you on Sunday night and was like, hey, what's going on? You want to come on over? It's uh, uh, Sunday night baseball on ESPN, Rangers and Diamondbacks. You want to come on over for, for that? You'd be like, nah. I mean, I'm not, it's, it's not a sexy matchup. It isn't. It's, it's a matchup I would never go out of my way to watch an inning of during the regular season. But again, it's, it's not only is it not the regular season, it's the World Series. Well, that doesn't mean anything to America either. Game one was awesome. There was a rally in the ninth inning with a two-run home run, then a walk-off extra inning home run, and viewership for that game, again, like, okay, so maybe you didn't watch the first nine innings, but when you hear... When you see on Twitter, like, hey, the World Series is in extra innings after a two-run home run in the bottom of the ninth. Are you going to tune in for that? Like, we used to say yes to that. America said no to that. 9.17 million viewers. It is the lowest viewership all time in the World Series. Any game, any year, any matchup, it's the lowest amount of human beings to ever watch a World Series. The bubble World Series between the Dodgers and and the devil, uh, devil Rays got a better rating than that with no fans being played in an empty stadium. And Fox is like really trying to hype this, right? Like Fox is uh, uh, giving you uh, an all-star game pregame show with Derek Jeter and A-Rod and David Ortiz, and they're bringing in Kevin Burkhart. And if I can quote Gary Radnich, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nine point one seven million viewers for the World Series. Hey, Boach is up two to one. Fox is hoping that Bruce Boach will win the next two games. They'll get better ratings with like Grey's Anatomy reruns, right? So they're hoping that this World Series ends. It's not going to be saved by a Game Seven or any compelling anything. It's just not going to happen. All I can tell you is that if America had to vote, what are you going to keep? the World Series or Mr. Beast on YouTube, Amer Mr. Beast would win almost unanimously. Like Mr. Beast just posted a video three days ago co called the World's Deadliest Laser Maze. It's got 65 million views. 65 million views. That's like half of an American Super Bowl audience dwarfing the World Series. It's amazing. So look, I told you I got uh, a downtown lunch meeting that I got to get to. And that means it's officially time for us to hop into Club Plus. I want to thank everyone listening on the podcast. Once again, uh, we have topped our most amount of podcast downloads ever. Month over month, we have grown again. Thanks to you. 
we are officially what we're we're I, I think we're six followers away from 8,800. Let me see. Let me see. Where are we now? Five. Five followers away from 8,800. Again, I really kind of wanted to get to 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 10,000 before Thanksgiving. It's it's not going to happen unless everybody gets real aggressive. So thank you so much. Please ask a family member. If you're you, subscribe to Damon Bruce, it doesn't matter if you watch it or not. Just subscribe to Damon um, and uh, help this thing grow. That's how you help me out an awful lot by helping my sponsors, by helping this grow. Hit that like button, make the algorithm, uh, be happy, happy, happy. And that sounds really good to me. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It grows, the channel grows. Um, I thank you. I uh, thank you very much. We're entering what month number seven when we get to November already. Time flies over here on the Plus. Time flies. Sports don't build character, they reveal it.